Listeners, you're tuned into Radio 1 here with me, Jesse, and my friend, Eva, and we're actually going to bring a special guest, Freddie Kempf, onto the line in about 10 seconds here. He is leading the charge with the uh, Symphonic Orchestra here in New Zealand, and he's playing a show in Dunedin called Piano Mania. So without further ado, let's see if we can bring him onto the line here. Hey, Freddie, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Jesse, and I'm joined by Eva, and um, we're really excited to interview today. Um, oh, lovely, lovely to be here. Yeah, like New Zealand as well. Where are you about right now? At the moment, I'm in Wellington. Right. So you were doing um, a show called Piano Mania, and from what I understand, it's a seven-stop, uh, six-piece tour. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Right. And um, so I guess it, it sort of spans about 300 years of classical music, classical piano as well. And you're playing um, pieces by Handel, um, Mozart, and Chopin. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. and then um, Mendelssohn, Gershwin, and Rachmaninoff. Right, and um, how long uh, is the tour spanning down here in New Zealand? Um, well, it's taking two weeks altogether, so it's um, a few shows this week and a few shows next week. Right. And is that in all of the main cities, or is yeah, that... we're going. we're going up to Auckland, um, we do Napier tomorrow, um, so it's the North Island this week and then the South Island next week. Right, and um, so Piano Mania, obviously there's, um, I forgive uh, my ignorance, I guess, I haven't seen a lot of orchestras in my day, but are you being accompanied by the rest of the orchestra, and it's going to be mostly you as a soloist, piano soloist, or is there going to be, are you guys working together a lot, or I guess if you could give the listeners here on the radio a little bit of a layout of what the show's going to look like. Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, usually um, a piano soloist will... Um, will be obviously the, the the pianos at the front of the orchestra and the soloist simply plays their part, which is a, um, I'd say, a more elaborate part than, say, the, the piano would be playing if it was sitting in the orchestra. Right. Um, and usually there's a conductor um, who's taking care of the orchestra side. Um, this show is, I'd say it's unconventional. It's not your usual classical um, concert because, uh, first of all, we're not playing entire works. You know, we're not doing... Um, half an hour of um, one composer where you'd hear everything, you know, the, the, the entire piece of music. So we've picked um, basically the sort of, we've picked one of the most famous movements from a Mozart concerto, which many people have heard, you know, maybe on, on television or something. Um, famous movement by Rachmaninoff, you know, Rhapsody in Blue by Gershwin. Um, so they're all sort of exciting. They're still sort of quite long numbers, sort of 10, ten minute long numbers. And the other thing that we're doing is that we don't have a conductor, so um, I've I've had to do some of the the sort of conducting work, which is basically um, getting the show ready. Uh, the conductor is the person that's given the amount of time, and they've got to work on how to use the preparation time, you know, right. um, to to know what's going to be difficult, where the problems are, and, and set the whole thing up. Um, so it should be. It'd be something different, you know. Because, was that? Um, oh, sorry. Was that challenging for you to do? Is it your first time conducting, or? Luckily, it wasn't the first time. I mean, it's. Um, I've I've been doing it on and off the last six, seven years. Um, it's. Um, it's it's a very challenging show this year because um, all the pieces I'm doing they're, they're actually very difficult to play, and then um, couple that with the fact that we don't have a conductor, kind of just taking care of everything um, but I think it means that it will be sort of a much more involved experience because um, 
what what we've done is we're um, the the very first piece is probably I think it's one of the first examples in history of um, a piano in a concerto. You know, where the piano is being showcased with the orchestra backing it, and um, and then sort of going through you know through history until we get to Gershwin, which is you know it's it's quite jazzy and um, and it sort of shows that how how much in some ways music have changed because the very first piece we've just got violins and some reed instruments and then you get to Gershwin you've got a drum kit you've got a saxophone you've got a banjo um, you know you've got just a, a much bigger and more developed orchestra right absolutely um, just a question for you. I, it was funny. I was reading um, an article the other day, and it was sort of comparing. There's a pretty big scene in Dunedin about like the garage bands and whatnot, and how every single male alt rock band is, you know, their kind of approach to music and how it's fluid, but they feel like it's it's a um, kind of um, a masterpiece in their mind and the way it's created. And they made a bit of a comparison to symphonic music and classical music about it being more of a mathematical approach and a more precise approach and how every single note um, is exactly the way that you'd been practicing for a long time and uh, I guess what I was wondering is do you find a that the way that you approach classical music is a little bit like all about precision and, and it's more of a mathematical approach and if that is the case do you find that you were sort of like that before you began classical music or did you have a different approach to classical music and then you came into it um, is I guess what I'm wondering um, yeah, I mean, of course, classical music is 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 all worked out before. Um, I mean, having said that, um, there are different examples of it. I mean, so again, um, going back to the show, I mean, the, the very first piece of music is actually I have to basically make it up as I go along. It, it's it's meant to be improvised, and so in that right. sense, it's that's probably less usual. Um, most of the time, you, you you just practice something and get it right, and then and then you do it in concert. Um, well, I was, I mean, I was, I guess I was good at maths at school, um, but, um, I mean, for me, all kinds of music, it's it's more about communication, so I've, I've always tried to, to stay spontaneous, you know, whenever I play in the sense that, um, you know, not to set things out too rigidly and that, you know, to, to be able to feel, you know, how responsive the audience is and, you know, depending on what, what mood people are in or how, how noisy the venue is and just to be able to adjust to that so that, you know, the, the most important thing is to communicate emotion. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, did you ever have a, like, what is, what is your previous, um, I guess, background or education in music? How did you get started for yourself? Sure. Well, um, I don't have musical parents and... I guess I just like music, you know, they, they realized that probably when I was a, a, a toddler that I stopped crying or screaming if, if I had music on, so they, I think when I was about two, they let me have my own sort of um, sound system to listen to, and then um, piano was kind of by accident, it was, um, they take me to a toy shop at Christmas time, and um, I remember just sort of looking at the prices and saying, can you get me that? Can you get me that? I didn't even know what I was asking for. And then at some point they said, no, that's that's it, we'll get you that, but um, that's expensive, so you're not getting anything else. Yeah. And then it turned out to be an electric keyboard. Um, so that's that's kind of how it all started. So that, that's the only thing I had to play with the whole holiday. Um, and 
it came with an instruction booklet and then sort of learning through that and then sort of I said well I want someone to teach me can you know and then they said we have to find a teacher and they I think they sort of ignored me for a couple of months and then eventually they realized I wasn't going to stop nagging them so eventually they got me a teacher and it sort of all carried on from there <coughs> I was I was good at it um which kept me interested and um you know it's sort of I was good enough that I was doing local competitions and then um it meant that I could get out of certain subjects at school <laughs> and um in the end actually then um I guess in in England it's quite easy to there's quite, uh, maybe not so much anymore but when, when I was growing up there was there's quite a sort of active amateur or kind of um local concert scene along along the southeast coast they had lots of festivals where you could just enter yourself and play and through that I sort of I was actually playing quite frequently that in the end um I actually left school at 14 because I was never showing up to class and I I, I still sort of did the education sort of got it all done very quickly and then went off to to study sort of age 15 up to London and so it was just a hobby and it's kind of still feels like a hobby it's just it's great that I can I can still do it so as a kid did you see yourself getting to where you are now are you are you proud of yourself I guess um yeah um I it's hard to say you know I was <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to be better and it was the thing that I was good at I mean I was um so I just I just stuck with it I think you know in, in music everyone's aware that you you do need a lot of luck and you, you you don't know how the scene's going to develop and you know I I just kept at it you know um after college there are these um there still exist these sort of big classical music competitions there's a big one in Moscow there's a big one in Warsaw um and so that was doing those and sort of not really not really getting anywhere because I was never practicing enough you know I was just hanging out with friends and then finally um got myself together sort of early 20s and sort of got my head down actually did do some work for once yeah um and then sort of you know got picked up by a record company um and then you know just kept going and uh so just mostly just feel feel lucky that it's you know I'm still doing this yeah well you know what they say i mean it's it takes luck to be good and good to be lucky so it worked yeah. out for you. <laughs> um, I guess I've got, just got one last question for you there, Freddie. And um, if you could pick one thing that you're really looking forward to about this show, um, I guess to kind of get the listeners a little bit excited, uh, what would you say is the thing that you're looking the most forward to about this entire production? Well, I think it's, it's got to be Rhapsody in Blue. I mean, I, I think people, even if, if you don't listen to, to classical music, you you will recognize it. You know, it's been used for so many films or adverts. It was used in... Uh, What's the DiCaprio film where he's um, running away from the law? Can you give us oh. We Hum? So say that again, sorry? Can you give us We Hum of maybe what the song sounds like? Refresh my um, memory. Sing if you uh, want. Well, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, not, it's sort of unsingable stuff. It's <laughs> slide at the beginning. But it's, it's, um, we're, we're doing the kind of... Um, Gershwin worked in a radio band in, you know, in, in Brooklyn or in, in Manhattan. And so... The first version was for that band, and then this is for a band with orchestral instruments. So what, what's nice about it is that you still got the drum kit, and you know the saxophones—they're louder, so it, it does sound 
Uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting to play, and it's exciting to play like this, you know, without a conductor, and it's, it's all... It, it just feels more like a collaboration, you know, and it's yeah. loud and exciting. So. Yeah, quite captivating anyways. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what, um, I've seen your face all around town here on some billboards and the phantom billboards and whatnot, and there's a bit of a buzz about the Symphony of New Zealand Symphony Orchestra coming into town. So we're really looking forward to that, and um, we really appreciate you for coming down to Dunedin as well and showing us a little bit of what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to say thank you for your time on the show as well. We really appreciate oh. the interview. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Freddie. Good luck with your show. Thank you, then. Thanks. Bye-bye.